This is a performance fitness podcast. Where jazz hands meet burpees. Pirouettes meet push-ups. And tap springs meet tuck jumps. Talking all things fitness and performing. Celebrating those taking a split leap into both industries. And discussing the challenges we face in both our performing and fitness journeys. My name's Amber Walton. And I'm Tom Strang. Let's start the conversation. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Performers Fitness Podcast. Today we are bringing you a very special guest that we are very excited to speak to, to hear her insight about everything performing and fitness. Yes, we are joined over Zoom, various different devices with the lovely Charlotte Alloway. How are you doing, Charlotte? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Buzzing to talk to you about all things injury and dance and fitness today. Of course, we're so excited to have you here too. I think it's going to be a very interesting little conversation for our little Friday afternoon. I know. So let's kickstart, Charlotte. Just give us the lowdown, everything performing and fitness from like where you started training up to now. And yeah, what, what do you see your future being with the two intermingles? So I started dancing at the age of two and I am 26 now. So I've been dancing for 24 years. Dance has in my life for that long, but I always tend to joke that my hamstrings are about 52. They are a <laughs> devil of my age. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I uh, started, I went to professional training at London Studio Centre and I uh, graduated there in 2016. And um, my first job was a pretty special one. It was amazing. I um, did Cinderella at the London Palladium um, with the wow. incredible, yeah, to the incredible Andrew Wright. So okay. that was pretty, the costume, not sure if you saw it, but uh, the staging, like the kudos pantomimes at the Palladium are just, mm-hmm. yeah, a, a spectacle, if you will. Spending the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did that. And then I went on to do things like Annie Get Your Gun and, Joseph and at the moment I'm dance captain and choreographer on Western Musical Brunch so that's a great little gig that we do most weekends um in terms of the fitness side of me so before I went to college I was not a fitness bod like I was very dance 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 I never really um was into my fitness especially cardio I was a massive cardio hater but um in my second year of training um I had a, a nasty back injury and um, after I had that injury, that's when I learned the hard way to really, really look after my body. And um, by conditioning and starting to learn about my facility and accepting my facility for what it is and trying to make it as strong as I can within the confines of what I can do, I luckily found a genuine passion for doing that and learning about the body. And um, when I left college, um, I originally did the whole TBC at Harrods thing, <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm going to be happy here until I get my first job. But I remember, I think it was like month two, month two at Harrods, spraying the perfume. And I was like, this is, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. So my lovely friend Rita, she was at TBC as well. Um, so if anybody's working at TBC, I'm not saying it's a bad place to work. I just, <laughs> it just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Um, but my friend Rita, um, she at the time was leaving and she was like, I'm going to go and work front desk at a studio called Barcor. Um, and she said, you should apply too. So I was like, okay, let's go and see what this is about. And they were going to pay me less, but I knew there that I was going to be happier in that okay. job. And that's when I yeah. started to do a lot of the bar classes there. And I just fell in love with the method. Like I'll get into more about this later, but it massively yeah. complements yeah. training as a dancer 
And then just bit by bit, I started to become very obsessed with fitness so much that I think eventually I will probably do a master's in dance science or strength and conditioning. Wow. And I just have such a genuine passion, not only just for fitness, but protecting people's bodies from injury and helping them come back from injury. And I think mainly for me, the thing that I love about fitness is the mental side. That's why I work out for the mind uh, more than anything. But that's where my addictions come for because it makes me feel good and it's just funny because looking back when I was younger I don't think I would have ever been the person who now is like so into fitness it's just but you know you grow and you learn and you just yeah I love it I love it love it love it amazing okay so you mentioned there to start off with that you had a back injury whilst you're at college now how how did you find this at college like did you feel like college was able to sort of help you like did they did they give you support and how did you find like the way that you recovered from that yourself and how did you manage to push through to continue your training so studio center was actually very good during my injury um they i really have a thing called lsc living i know which they do a lot of these days but they have like counselors there they have massage therapists they have physios yeah um but when i originally did my injury i was was in my second year you know it's like the heat of your training isn't it because you get to your third year it's the whole like industry performing agent yeah your second year it's at the time that you are pushing to get down the fundamentals to strap that technique in and i think before i had my injury uh i felt thought my body was quite invincible i'd never really had any serious injuries i had the odd niggle at college you know you're training every day that constant repetitive strain you're working the same muscles and I thought I was, I, I always came through the niggles, but this injury was something, a bit of a shocker. I was just, I was doing a, a abdominal exercises in class. I was lowering my legs down towards the floor and I just felt this big spasm go up my spine. And even then I thought, this is fine. I'll push through it. <laughs> that's like what we're taught to do, isn't it? And you know, that's just the dancer mentality. You push for everything, yeah, don't I'm you? I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> not gonna show any weakness. Like, exactly. Our body isn't, yeah, we think it is invincible, don't we? We do, we do. Um, and so I had that injury. And one of the most frustrating things I think was for me is this is something that I'm very, very passionate about and why I'm trying to bring my dance side of things into training my clients from a fitness individual. There's not mm-hmm. enough help out there for dancers. I think there's so much research mm. out there for sports people, but there's not enough for dance science. And dancers' bodies are very, very different. So if you take a footballer, for example, they don't need to work their legs in extension as much as we do. They don't need to yeah. work in turnout. There's so many different things. And um, I think there's a lot of research out there, but there's still not enough. We're still playing catch up. And this is what I really, really found difficult to help me in my recovery because I originally went to my GP, my GP was fab, but we thought it was a back strain. So she just said, ibuprofen four times a day, sit out of classes. And it was week four, it got to week, (laughs) it got to week four. And I was watching all of my friends improve in front of me. And I was like, I, I was still in a lot of pain. And I just thought to myself, never mind like recovering from this injury i'm missing so much training mm. and it, the mental side this is when i really get into this part because like injury is 10 percent physical it's 90 percent mental especially in this dance injury because you're not only thinking oh yeah. this injury is so stressful you're thinking if i don't train i'm not going to get a job i'm not going to make a living like it's all just, <laughs> it snows you under and you just want to do what you love and i just saw my friends improving and i remember i, I pushed for an mri had the MRI come back, there was still no real conclusion of what was going on. And at this point, because I had no answer even to whether I was going to be able to dance again, if this pain was going to go away, 
I just said, I'm going to withdraw from the year. I'm going to take time out. I've missed so much training. I need to go home and sort myself out, sort my mind out, sort my body out. So mm-hmm. it was scary time. Like I remember I left college and I, I honestly generally didn't think I was going to return because my back was in a lot of pain more than I think I let on to people at college. Yeah. And I left college and I, I went home and I had, I spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds on treatment, seeing people and all these people had good advice to give. But like I said, as a dancer, it just, something was not clicking, something was missing. Mm-hmm. And when I was at home, I think the thing I felt was I felt so lonely. I felt... I, I couldn't find anything who've had a similar injury to me who'd come back from it had been successful in their career yeah. and I think that's another reason why now when it comes to training dancers I'm like, I get it guys I get it I get how you feel you're not alone yeah. I and mean, it's completely normal to feel this way but I was at home and I remember thinking back to an old boyfriend that I had <laughs> and he had a bad knee injury and he got in touch with a charity called the Dance Again Foundation and it just popped into my mind and I thought I'm going to drop these a message see if they're still going and they were and they invited me down to Bath um, and the lovely orthopaedic surgeon that worked for the charity sat down it was the first time that somebody had really sat and looked at my MRI scans I'd had two by this point and the time he took suddenly like he knew exactly what was going on I just had a really really bad biomechanical imbalance which is why I was spasming all the time it wasn't anything too serious um, my discs had been rubbing together like when I was at college I just wanted to be the best dancer that I could possibly be mm-hmm. and I was pushing myself burning the candle out at both ends working my posture but so much I was bracing my core my discs were rubbing and I think when I did that exercise in jazz class one day my body was just like enough like you've, you've gone too far yeah. and this lovely man he gave me exercises he told me how much treatment I need to have and it was such a relief it's like somebody finally somebody was listening to me and I went home and um, I had a lovely physio back home and he didn't even have much experience with dancers' bodies, but he really took the time like, to do Pilates and things like that, things that would be good for me. And yeah, just bit by bit, I started to get better. I found things like electroacupuncture were really, really good for relieving the spasm, for relieving the tension. And I just started to really appreciate and look after my body more. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go back to the mental side of things. That was the toughest challenge by far because yeah. I'd gone from London, from doing the thing I loved to dancing, to coming home, being my little countryside village, feeling like a hundred miles away, feeling so isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd been told I'd be able to dance again, it was all gonna be okay, but it was gonna be a slow journey. And because of how my body is, I'm not gonna go into the scientific side of it, but I've got all sorts, mm-hmm. I've got scoliosis, I've got transitional spine, I've got all sorts going on. I knew that I couldn't go on training how I trained before, I had to go on. And learn about my body to condition it if I wanted to become a good dancer and become a knowledgeable experienced dancer and I remember when my injury was getting there there was a time when it felt like it slipped back again and it's because I was right. start, I'd been in this injured place for such a long time that I'd kind of trained my body to think that every time I had an ache in that area suddenly I'd done the injury again um and it was a battle trying to pull myself away from that. I'm not saying, mm. like, if you have pain in the area, you're not injured. It's just a mental thing. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm saying is that I consumed myself for so long by thinking I was in pain 24-7 that I remember the last session that I had with him, he sat me down, maybe watched some TED videos, 
about distinguishing the difference between a snake bite of being scratched by a stick in the same area and how the brain can sometimes be treated. Oh, yeah. Everything is connected. It's, I'm making this very complicated. But basically, <laughs> when I started to fix my brain, my body started to fix. Yeah. And I just said yeah. to myself when I went back to college, I was like, I'm going to listen to myself. Um, I'm going to work within my constraints. I'm going to, like, if my body needs rest, I'm going to give it rest. And at the time when the injury happened, although it felt like the worst thing ever, it is the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't think I would have worked. I don't. It gave me such a strong determination and mentality that now, obviously, auditions still hurt and you get cut, but nothing compares. If I can come back from that, then I can come back from anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's why I love being a trainer because I want especially dancers I, I, get, sure. I, get, I get it I get it yeah. Yeah. So, yeah yeah that's a very very long story I probably could have made that much shorter right. but it's <laughs> absolutely amazing to hear like it's it's so interesting to see exactly as you said like the mental side of things and how much that can really affect your body and I think that is the case in in a lot of the industry as well like if you believe that something can happen then your body follows follows it and pushes you to the right places that you're supposed to be so it's absolutely amazing to hear yeah. so thank you for sharing i know so us. insightful brilliant yeah and i think it's so brave of you to actually take be like separate because you would have wanted to stay at college so much but just mm. to step back be like no if i'm actually going to survive this career i need to take myself away and then you as you said getting that knowledge and really understanding like it's mm. separating your brain and your heart like that must have been so hard to do and yeah i can't to anyone that's listening that might be in college listen to what Sean has said yeah. because yeah. It's, okay. it's okay to listen to take breaks you know like you're only human like we just put so much pressure on ourselves and it was super difficult making that decision but it's the best thing I ever did I think you always panic as well like your age I remember I was like oh that's one less less dancing year left in me but I would have had even yeah. less if I'd stayed and done the injury I don't think anything mm. good would have come by me staying and pushing through yeah. it you know so and you never know when a pandemic's going to come along and take the industry as well <laughs> so um... <laughs> 100% <laughs> <laughs> okay if you had I mean you have obviously mentioned it here but if you had like if someone came to you with with an injury or they were going through this this themselves either at college or in the middle of their career like what would be like the the biggest piece of advice or what would you what would you say to them is the best thing for them to do well first of all it's taking the rest it's taking the time to get better from your injury Dance will always be there. Work will always be there. Your body will not be there. So you've got to take that time mm -hmm. to focus on yourself. Try not to compare your situation to other people's situations. I think it's it's so easy when you're upset and you're angry with your body and your injury to be like, but this person has an injury and they can push through it. Or <laughs> that person doesn't work as hard as me and they're not getting injured. Like, you are you. This is your body. So don't compare yourself. Okay. That's the first thing I'd say injury-wise. But also looking at it from the mental side of things in terms of preventing yourself from injury and stress and the emotion of all of that happening. It's having something that you love outside of dance that I think is actually really, really handy and helpful to have. Whenever I go back to um, colleges to teach, I always say to students, it's okay to have a passion outside of dance. Because I remember personally when I came out of college, I was like, my head has to be 100% in it. Like I have to constantly be working 24 seven. That's how I'm going to get the job. And I'm a, I'm, I would say I'm a hard worker. And like, 
but I definitely burned the candle at both ends. But the second, like I said, I found that bar job and I moved into that realm of starting to find a love in a different area, mm. that actually benefited me as a performer. Um, and it also meant that if I went to an audition and I came back and it went really, really badly, I had something to go to that I loved. So it was really, really good rather yeah. than like feeling bad about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, and in terms yeah. of like having that second passion, I, I've always been very, very nervous about speaking in public, about my speech. God knows how I'm doing a podcast today. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for supporting me. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, when you're an instructor, you're kind of forced to be confident in your knowledge and yeah. your speaking. So that really, really helped me, get, gave me those people skills to be more confident, especially as a dance captain. Like, um, it really, really helped me to articulate what I was trying to say better. I'm still learning a lot yeah. and it's still something that is an insecurity <laughs> that I'm trying to improve on. But by having that love for something outside, of it, it doesn't mean that I'm any less dedicated. It just means yeah. I care about my mentality Definitely. and my positive spirit enough to know that that's actually going to help to improve me as a performer rather than take something away. So, yeah, that's a piece of advice I'd give to anybody who's graduating or anybody who feels like they're in a bit of a hole right now just do some things that make you happy and are good for your soul and the more like your sounds so cliche but the warmer and happier you are inside the more it's going to make you be in love with dance it's not going to make you resent it for the challenges of the industry which are so overwhelming that's so true that's fantastic i feel like i'm gonna take that with me for life that's brilliant i know (laughs) things that we talked about before about it just it's just so refreshing hearing it from someone else and that it's not just us that are like as soon as like there's been auditions that i get cut and then I have to teach a class after that. And I'm like, oh, I just want to go home and eat some chocolate. But then I know that as soon as I teach my lovely ladies a bit of yoga in the evening, <laughs> I'm going to feel so much better afterwards because it's, it's a second passion. And it just, it, it gives you room to breathe and to really appreciate that moment when you're in the room with these creative people as well and not have that ridiculous pressure on us to book the job to pay our agents like so you don't get dropped definitely it's an outlet for the mind i think everybody has it might not be exercise that's your outlet that's absolutely fine Um, it might be that you just love hitting it up on the aperol spritzes every single night and that's fine too i will join you for that aperol spritz (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's just finding something you love uh, outside of it and i honestly do think it benefits you it doesn't take things away um yeah so yeah yeah Definitely, Amazing. definitely. So in, in that, you mentioned that you were a dance captain. Um, how did you get into that? Like, which which shows did you did you become a dance captain on? And how did you find that experience? Do you think it links to instructing as well? Like, do you, do you think they have similar, similar um, values? Traits. Is that the word? Similar traits. Yeah, they definitely do cross over. It's quite funny, guys. I never thought I was going to work, never mind being a dance captain. But, um, <laughs> but um, I, I as, a, as a person, I never really saw myself as wanting to be a lead or a role. I wouldn't say that's where who I am or where my skill set lies. I just, I, I've never been the most consistent technically as a dancer, I've, but I feel like I've always been consistent in just my passion for things and for my work ethic. And I always saw myself in a cast as either ensemble, a swing, or hopefully a DC one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be the person that helps to oil the machine and to keep the machine and the show going rather than 
Um, I mean, if I had an amazing singing voice, hon, I'd love to be a role, but you've got to, <laughs> you've got to make of what you've got, you know? Um, so yeah, being a dance captain, I absolutely love doing it. I just, it's so rewarding. It's a very, very hard job. And my gosh, like on the shows when I'm not, like if I'm, when I'm not a DC, um, I have massive respect. I have massive respect, the work that goes on behind the scenes, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's really, really rewarding at the same time. I think one of the hardest things of being a dance captain is that you sometimes have to make the hard call. I think this is where it's good to have that fitness and also that injury experience because, for example, if a dancer's come up to you and they've said, I- I've hurt my ankle, like I've rolled my ankle, I'm in a little bit of pain, but honestly, I'm fine to dance on it. I'm going to be good. I can push through. My family's in tonight. I really, really want to do this. As a on a human level, like I'm like I'm so sorry, but I, I have to take you out the show because you're not just trying to protect that dancer, you're trying to protect the rest of the company. If they're lifting somebody and that person ends up, you know, being dropped or something like that, then it's just like a it's like a ping pong. Um, it, it's okay. going to spread through the rest of the company. Yeah. So, yeah. and also as well, I know what it's like to have an injury on a job. And I know from other injuries outside of jobs, the emotional, like you want to get back into the job, you want to do what you love. And it's harder if you're having to show watch, if you're sitting out at home and you want to be on the stage. Like I get all of that. So if you're injured, I want, to, want you to recover as quickly as possible. I want you back into yeah. the show. So I'm going to make that hard call. So it is difficult because I'm, I'm, I feel things very deep, deeply. I have a lot of empathy in life. So it's so difficult. And yeah. your lovely cast members are like, Shah, please let me go on. And you're like, don't do this to me, but I have to take you out of the show. Because <laughs> I'm doing this yeah. to protect you because I know how it feels and I don't want you to go through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love being a dance captain. It's an extremely rewarding job. I think if I had one piece of advice for a younger dance captain or mm-hmm. anybody who's doing their first job, I think it's just believing in yourself and breathing and realizing that you are not superhuman i am a perfectionist like all dancers are and i still to this day look back on jobs i've done and thought how much better could i have done that could i've done this better so i almost punish myself for it because when i'm in a job as a dance captain that show comes before myself that company comes before myself I want to do the best job possible. But I want everybody to have fun and feel safe as well. I try and bring in my fitness experience, have a nice warm up, hopefully a good playlist. A lot of RuPaul yes. on there. Yeah. Any RuPaul fans yeah. out there? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, besides that, I, I've, yeah, my advice would be: you're not superhuman. At the end of the day, I can I can look back on my career as dance captain and say I could have not worked any harder. I could have not done anything with a better heart yeah it's just not being as hard on yourself try not to overanalyze yourself you're in that role for a reason and try not to compare yourself to other dance captains as well everybody's different as humans everybody will have different experience like Mm. my entire life as a dancer i've only had one job when i've not been a dance captain and that was my first job um that's crazy yeah to just jump from yeah because you almost have that time as in the ensemble to see and learn from different dance captains but if you only had one job to then boom it's you that's That's a lot to take on yeah so yeah I definitely have made some mistakes on the way in terms of doing that and on my first job I was lucky enough to have an amazing dance captain Lucy Jane Carter and um, she was had so much experience and she was so calm and everything like that so I did what I could to take from her but a lot of it has been self-taught or learned from like associate choreographers that I've worked with some absolute mm-hmm. weapons. Like JL Set is incredible. <laughs> Amy West, like oh Amy my West, gosh, yeah. she is just on Annie Got Your Gun. She is just on it. Like she is. She says <laughs> so I've done my best to learn, but um, 
I'm perfectionist. I want to do everything right. And I definitely made some mistakes. I've definitely cared so much. I can't change that about myself. Um, but I love doing that. I, I wouldn't want it anyway. But also, I wouldn't... I'd, I'd have no problem being in a job where I wasn't a dance captain. It would actually be nice to to learn from other people, to see their approach. Mm. And I like to look at people and ask myself, what can I bring in from there that would be good for me? And every single yeah. job as a dance captain has been different. Like my, When I was at Panto this Christmas, working with the lovely Elliot Nixon, um, who's also a weapon, he's great. The company, <laughs> it was just, I felt so much calmer. I felt older, I felt matured. And I think, yeah, I've grown up a lot as a dance captain and it's just learning from your mistakes and keep learning. There's no ever right and wrong way yeah. of doing things. It's just being open and doing the best you can. As long as you do it with a good heart and as long as you work hard, try not to beat yourself up over it. Yeah, definitely. I think as dancers, we always want to show ourselves to be the finished product and the best possible version of ourselves. And like we have everything together when actually it's 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 a journey like it's a marathon not a sprint and you you every every job you do you're trying to learn from it and build on experience it and yeah build yeah exactly so as you said as long as you're doing that with a good heart and for all the right reasons yeah. and keeping on top of your mental health and things then you're, you're doing, doing well, well. You're, you're in a good, good place, place. <laughs> exactly so. exactly mind over yes. everything right. always look after the mind first and then you're good to go for the rest you believe in yourself then you're good absolutely yeah i feel like it would be nice to sort of go towards the back to the physical and your own fitness and training. Um, and even maybe when you do it, when you're on tour, like what is your fitness and your workouts like for you and mm. how you condition your body, maybe as a muggle doing your normal job um, or in a show? Like how do you balance your conditioning for you so um i mentioned earlier i'm a bar instructor so i do a lot of that i think when you're in college and you're doing ballet every single morning you know that you're doing ballet because it's going to help to underpin your technique and in general as a dancer but mm-hmm. i think what we don't realize when we're in training is how much it also strengthens and conditions the body um oh. and that's why i'm such a massive fan of bar because i can't i'd love to afford to be able to pay to go to ballet class every day <laughs> um, <laughs> in the big wide industry but I can't um so bar's been amazing for me because it works all those little muscles that ballet work so we're talking about not just the six-pack abs we're not bracing the core we're going deeper we're going to transversus the deeper abdominals which helps with spine health with posture so I'm all about working for long term not about an immediate effect even as a trainer when I'm training my clients I'm never looking at how can I change their body instantly your body is with you for life especially as dancers like as you get older I always think like I've lost a lot of techniques since I left college but I hopefully have gained some experience in the fact that I know how my body works now I try and really listen to it I know how it responds to exercise how much I need to rest it what I need to do to fuel and a lot of things that I think back to what teachers said at college really resonate with me so like the incredible mm-hmm. Ashley Nottingham I'm sure you all know Ashley Nottingham who doesn't know Ashley Nottingham yes, <laughs> yes he I remember in uh, jazz classes he used to pat his chest and just like talk about opening up the chest you know engaging the back muscles and at college like I did listen to him and I, and I tried my best but since I've left college I really really get what he means now um, and that's mm. only through training my body and, and um conditioning it that I really get to grips with how important it is to do that because it does change you as a dancer so I'm a massive fan of the bar technique um just because it works the muscles in long lengthened positions as well and turnout internal it works all of that so it's keeping you strong as a dancer you can't be whacking those legs up 
at 26 about having a little bit of strength there, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I'm a big fan of bar technique. It was really uh, complimentary. But I'm also a big fan of my gymming. I like my lifting. I, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of strength training. More strength you have, the more power you have. And as somebody who's quite tall and limby as a dancer, my arms like to travel four seconds behind me when I dance. So <laughs> Hun's got to have power. <laughs> She's got to have power. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important as well to talk about the stigma of, um, I know I, especially when I was a younger dancer and like some of my clients who are dancers, there's a, a stigma of like they're worried they're going to bulk muscles or they're going to lose flexibility mm. it's a constant battle isn't it to have that mm. that uh, equal amount of flexibility and strength so it's it's i don't i don't follow a strict routine i tend to do a lot of strength because it's good for me and i promise you dancers it will not bulk you up you're not genetically or females especially you're genetically mm-hmm. not going to go that way especially when you're doing so much dancing that's constantly stretching you out but my average training week I constantly change it up I tend to go to the gym two to three times tend to pop two to three bars in there yoga I just do things that make my body feel good I tried doing the running I hopped on that 5k NHS run I did it I felt great (laughs) for the charity but I won't be running again it was like a dying alpaca Uh, but I love spinning I think I like spinning because I like the music Mm. like the performance side of things like put your towel in the air like you just don't care but (laughs) I'm versa climbing but just to sum it all up because I've gone off on a tangent um I bar for me is a big a great one I've seen a massive change in my body in my posture the way I stand and touch wood I've not I've only had one injury since I've left college and that was from tripping over on some carpet so hopefully that's because I look after myself (laughs) what are the chances see I'm talking about injuries and looking after the body but guys I still get injured let's make that clear like I can't wrap my body in bubble wrap (laughs) in the cotton wool but um bar strength training and a little bit of cardio because it is important to look after the heart so as much as we hate cardio Mm. and as dancers we're so anaerobic make sure you do work that aerobic system that's very true how do you how this is something that i struggle a lot with personally how do you how do you find the time to fit in rest like do you keep that like how much do you take rest days like when you're in shows how do you find the time to really rest and allow your body to recover rest is your best friend guys rest is your best friend i can't even say i've learned this lesson the hard way like like i said my back injury like i think as dancers, as also a stigma here in the sense that we always feel like we need to be burning the candle at both ends and also people need to see how hard we're burning the candle. And I think mm. we feel guilty for resting. I think we have to we sometimes feel like we need to be on it hundred percent, we need to be dedicated to make it happen. But without the rest, you're just gonna burn not only your body out but also your mind out. And also going from a scientific side of things, if you don't have the rest, your body's not actually going to make any improvements or progress or change. The adaptions to the body actually happen when you're recovering. It doesn't happen during a class or in the gym because your body's working too hard to keep you going. It happens during the rest period. So rest is actually really good for you. It's going to help you to progress. But also for the mind, mentally, you just got to take yourself out. I give myself one rest day a week, sometimes two. Sometimes I have a whole week off because, you know, sometimes my body just needs that break. Don't feel guilty for that break. Like, I went for a mad stage, like, I think it was last year, where I was working out so, so much. And then I was having no rest days, because on a rest day, even then, I do, oh, I do some yoga and stuff like that. But yoga, like, mm. people underestimate yoga. Like, it's a lot of calisthenic, like, body weight. It's hard going. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And then when I eventually started burning the candle out, I was knackered all the time, and I was actually seeing, I was plateauing in my body. When the minute mm-hmm. I took that rest day, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel great. I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. But also bringing to rest, like fueling yourselves, like it's so cliche to see, but dancers, you are an yeah. athlete and you need to treat your body like one. You know, I'm not saying, I'm, I still drink. I still drink alcohol. I still eat all the food. Like I'm not saying, like <laughs> I literally, I'm like protein shake every single day. Um, but yeah, have a good, a good balance and just making sure if you are dancing that you do fuel yourself uh, mm-hmm. properly. I, I can't function without breakfast before an audition or um, mm-hmm. in a rehearsal yeah. and just lots of water but yeah rest is just really important especially if you're having injuries just put your feet up I always say well I don't always say but as a dancer not going from a dance captain point of view but as a dancer if I'm on a show and my body is feeling a little bit dodgy um if I'm like oh that's feeling a bit tight today like a bit fragile like potentially there could be an injury coming I save my energy for that show so I won't go to the gym in the day if your body's got something that doesn't feel right, it's already trying to use all its energy it can to repair that and push you through the show that evening. So if you're going to the gym and you're like, oh, I can still run, but my even if my arm feels bad, you're yeah. still depleting yeah, yeah, yeah. your body of its energy, of its recovery. So I would just say, like, you're, you're not going to gain anything by doing that session on top. And it's so, so good to keep yourself conditioned 100%. It's good to work different energy systems and body systems. But if you're injured on a job or something's not feeling right, it's okay to just rest that day and then go on stage at night and do your best job because then that's what you're paid to do. And you can get back to training when you feel better. So it's okay yeah. to... I always say to my clients, listen to your body, listen to your body. If you're having a bad day today, guys, or your lower back's not right, don't push it to a point. I hate the word pain, no pain, no gain. I'm not a fan of it. Because I get what you mean, like time and attention, you need to yeah. do progressive overload to get your body stronger. But if you're pushing your body to a point where there's a lot of pain and discomfort, that's not a good thing. You know, you've got to listen mm. and modify and um, and that will not only make you a stronger dancer or just a person in general, but also make you more in- intelligent and a smarter dancer, I think. Definitely. I'm a big fan of working smart over working hard. Um, so as I got older, I realised that more. Yeah, applying your energy Definitely. to certain areas. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in no way in fully control of my life whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> but I just, as I got older, I, I do ask myself, like Charlotte, is that worth burning yourself out over? Because in the past, especially when you're a young dancer and you're trying to get your first job in this industry, mm-hmm. you know, it's full to the the gas to the pedal. Um, yeah, I think it's just as I'm starting to get a bit older now, you just start to really weigh up your priorities and mm. mind comes first every single time now. The mind comes first. Because the mind's going to push you through when times are tough and it's going to lift you up when times yeah. are bad. Oh, it's so it's so great to hear. I think, at, like, we've been graduated for two years now. Obviously, we've had a, a nice little six-month break. But it's, it like, it the, the difference that the time, like, after you graduate that you learn, like, it's huge and I think when you do graduate you're such a an innocent little baby and you don't really know the right things to do for your body and I think to hear from someone who has had some amazing experience like anyone that's listening should be able to take so much from this so thank you so much it's fantastic thank you so much for having me and I think yeah just if you are that person at college that are injured just know that to stay positive get the right help speak to people if you're struggling mentally talk to somebody about it like I'm a big fan of venting I just like to get things out and I know it's hard especially if you're a dancer and you're in that place because dance for you is normally your therapy to get things out 
um, mm. and it's hard when it's taken away from you. So talk to people yeah. about it. There's amazing resources if anybody ever wants any resources, like good videos and stuff. <laughs> there are lots more of them um, in London now. Um, so yeah, just don't give up no. because I never thought I was ever gonna work. I don't even know how I am working, <laughs> um, but I, I love, I love, I have a genuine passion for it, and I think that's the thing that's kept me going. Times get tough amazing charlotte it's been absolutely lovely and can't thank you enough for all your insights and such a lovely afternoon chatting to you yeah, yeah thank you guys oh. yeah oh thank you it's been nice to have a good old chinwag about it <laughs> whether you're listening to this after a final recall or currently en route to teach your 7am pilates class we want to thank you for choosing to listen to the performance fitness podcast Please subscribe to stay up to date with all our current episodes and share on your social media to spread the conversation far and wide. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PerformFitPod. Or feel free to email PerformFitPod at Outlook.com. We'd love to hear what you've got to say. My name's Tom Strang. And I'm Amber Walton. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>